uh, we're going to be discussing Cobra Kai Season 4. Um, so, uh, this takes place um, here. We have Daniel and Johnny teaming up to take on Terry Silver, which was teased in the uh, last season. Um, Terry Silver, who was the villain of Karate Kid 3. And what was funny about... Who... It, yes. First off, Karate Kid 3 is not a good movie mm. in any sense of the word. But... What makes that movie entertaining to watch is the performance of Thomas Ian Griffith as Terry Silver, who this this series, they confirm that dude was coked out of his mind the entire movie. (laughs) And you watch clips from it. It makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know, so I like they they made that can. Because everyone else is kind of playing it straight and Griffith is kind of playing it like he's in the Looney Tunes. Mm, Yeah. And it's funny about that as well. It's like he's supposed to be like I'm the big bad adult bully and the little teenager, even though Ralph Macchio was older than him. Like Ralph Macchio was like 27, <laughs> yeah, Ma- and then he yeah, was Ralph still- Macchio was like a year older than Thomas Ian Griffith. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like that. That also added to the hilarity of it. Um, I haven't seen Karate Kid three. Um, I've seen the first Karate Kid and the second Karate Kid, which I just watched the second Karate Kid not that long ago. I think I watched it like a year ago. That's my first time ever seeing it, and that's the one where Daniel, um, you know, goes to uh, Japan, goes to Okinawa. Um, so that was pretty. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a pretty good sequel. I thought I know maybe yeah, some that, people. That, yeah, Karate Kid two is legitimately great. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so I, I, I like that quite a bit. Um, three, I've never seen that one, and the fourth one, I've never seen. I think the fourth one is considered the worst oh, one. Oh, the next Karate Kid. It, yeah. It's like tied between worst with three and uh, the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, that one's probably generally considered the worst. Um, and what else going to get into, maybe discussing later, if maybe she's going to return. Maybe if, we, you know, if they can try to get Hilary Swank back, maybe. Um, so with this season, like we said, Daniel, Johnny teaming up. Uh, because Crease and that, you know, because of their team up, Crease is like, well, I need a guy on my own. I need a good, you know, right-hand man. Let me go go back and get my old right-hand man from Vietnam, the guy who helped me before, the, the real money behind Cobra Kai, Terry Silver. Um, and, he, you know, he goes to him. And at first, Terry Silver is, you know, kind of like, you know, he's living a peaceful <laughs> life. He's like, man, I'm done with all that yeah, shit. He, he's, yeah, he's like at peace. It's confirmed that after the events of the third movie, he, like, re- what hit rock bottom went to rehab got his life together yeah you know he pulled a robert downey jr you know he was like he just realized like man i gotta do better you know what i mean and and, and yeah i yeah i spent months torturing a teenager over a high school karate tournament yeah someone someone right with me you know mentally you know i gotta change yeah. I gotta change everything he tortured a he tortured a teenager he'd never met over a karate t- tournament <laughs> yeah so you know what i mean he had to he had to do better you know had to change and now he's you know you know living this good life still living rich you know what i mean hanging out with other rich people and it takes you know crease to kind of come and kind of shake things up in his life to finally go like okay finally i will return i will be back and i will be you know with a part of cobra kai again um and so i thought that was good i think i will say it kind of starts off a little weird because it, it hmm. starts off right immediately after season three where we saw Johnny and hmm. Daniel in front of the class getting ready to teach. And then, so that's the very first episode. And they don't have any lesson plan. They don't have any type <laughs> of program ready. You think, like, if they're going to agree to teach this class together, that they would have... They, they would, would like work. they would like try to get on the same page. But I think that's a... Uh... 
thing with both of their characters. They both think it's going to be super easy teaming up, and they still haven't worked out their own issues with each other, so, of course, hilarity and comedy ensues. Mm, yeah, you know. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of a little weird, and I think kind of one of the negatives about this season is the bickering between Johnny and Daniel. I, I think them so close together this time because in other past seasons it would kind of come and go because they weren't be they weren't always mm. immediately you know in the same vicinity but now since they're training together and trying to train that you know their students and everything it's like now they're in each other's spaces um it's just the bickering kind of back and forth it's just a little repetitive i think you know this season and a little kind of not as good as probably past seasons it's like okay you you know you two are grown-ass men you know what i mean and you you just really bickering back and forth like this you know i think i think that's the point they on paper they are grown-ass men but both of them are still kind of stunted from the stuff they went through back in high school Mm, yeah and and that's the very big thing about the care of johnny's character that he is kind of a man child mm, yeah stuck in the 80s yeah, I mean, yeah, like we, I think when we talk, first talked about Cobra Kai, um, I mentioned like Johnny's a guy that was frozen in carbonite. I mean, he hasn't been, he's just now been broken out. I mean, he's still stuck in 1984, you know, and. Yeah, yeah. what Austin Powers was for the 60s, uh, Johnny Lawrence is for the 80s. Pretty much. I mean, because he listens to the same music, you know, watches the same movies, you know what I mean? Watch, watches Iron Eagle over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, you know, only talks about '80s movies. It's like, you know, it's, it's, he just lives in that permanent mode, and he's forever that guy. And I think what the show does is it really mixes the nostalgia well with the older characters, the newer mm. characters. We talked about that. Um, something that a lot of series struggles with. Um, you know, we just saw it done very successfully in No Way Home. Um, and mm-hmm. we can see where it can go off the rails in something like maybe Ghostbusters or um, Star Wars. Um, and I think this does a good job at advancing the, you know, quote unquote lore, I guess if you want to call it, of Karate Kid mm-hmm. and, you know, adding new things to it. Like the way Daniel learns different techniques in the martial arts. It's like, mm-hmm. well, he didn't know everything about Miyagi style. And then in the prior season of when he went to Japan, went back to Okinawa and met with Chosen, it's like, well, you don't really know everything about you know, about Mr. Miyagi and about his teachings and about the family and everything like that. Yeah, you still got quite a bit of stuff to, uh, you know, other stuff to learn. So I thought that was pretty nice. So the way they're adding more things to it, I think is also nice. Uh, what do you kind of think about it? Yeah, I, th- I think what what uh, what works about the mixing of nostalgia here versus in something like Ghostbusters and uh, Star Wars is besides uh, the first two movies, the other Karate Kid films aren't looked at that fondly. Mm-hmm. They were kind of more just like this uh, insane cult classic. And in the case of at least three, it became one of those so bad it's good movies. Mm-hmm. And I think it works better when you're mixing in the nostalgia there. And you have the advantage of this show 40 years later. And you have the advantage of perspective. And you can explore all of these, like, on paper, very two-dimensional characters like... Uh, like uh, Chosen was, like uh, Terry Silver, even Johnny Lawrence, or to this season, uh, even John Kreese, who I thought his characterization is much better handled than in uh, the previous season. Hmm. And mostly because if you have, because last season, Kreese was playing a supervillain. Yeah. He, he was basically like Thanos. And here you have the chaotic evil that is Terry Silver. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of points in this season 
where Crease is kind of looking at Silver. It's like, wait, is that how oh, I am to people? It's like, yeah. It's like, oh fuck, what have I done? Yeah, is th- is that how people see me? Is like that how people kind of perceive me? Is like he's kind of constantly <laughs> looking at him like weird, like with a side eye, going like, uh, okay, uh, sure, I guess, you know. Um, so it, you know, I, and I think you know Thomas Ian uh, Griffith coming back as Terry Silver uh, does a great job. Um, you know, looks really good. Oh, he's incredible in the in this season. Mm, yeah, and. You know, still, you know, looks really good. Um, you know, all the older actors, I think, all look really good. You know, you know, William Zakba, uh, Ralph Macchio still looks, you know, Ralph Macchio at 60 still looks really great. Um, you know, Martin Cove is, is Crease, you know, at 75 years old. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to aspire to, you know, be an older guy, it's like, you know, a lot of these guys are kind of the template, you know what I mean? Because they look, you know, really good, still can do the moves pretty well. Um, so that's pretty awesome. And yeah, him coming back, Terry Silver, um, you know, brings that same energy back, you know, from um, you know, Karate Kid three and being this kind of crazy character uh, because even though yeah, I haven't he, seen the movie, um, he, he's yeah. not he's not really bringing that same energy. It, it's more it's more akin to something more scheming. Like he's basically more like a little finger than he is anything that he was in Karate Kid three. Mm, okay, because Karate Kid three, he is basically playing the Joker. Mm, okay. Huh. Well, I get, maybe I have to really fully check it out because I'm only really he, seeing clips a, of him. In that yeah, he is a coked up Joker in Karate Kid Three. It's insane and wonderful. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, but I yeah I really like to you know kind of have him back in there. Um, and to get to some of the younger characters, see where they are now. Um, I like how some of the characters like I think part of this being a show too also helps Cobra Kai um as opposed to the other things being movies because that's sometimes tough you know to try to really bring in the, the movies and I think to really flesh out stories um and try to do the nostalgia stuff uh this show is able to kind of do that and really flesh out some of the characters um mm. and to see kind of characters you know progression like for instance like Hawk to see kind of he's made full circle where um, at first, he was the bully teenager. Then he went through his psycho revenge phase. Then he kind of, you know, went like, okay, maybe I see the error of my ways. I'm gonna fix it. But then now to being humbled, and then you know, kind of coming all the way full circle again, back to kind of you know being where he was at first, but being a little bit more balanced. Um, I thought that was really nice, you know, with the Hawk character. Um, yeah, he, he was probably had one of the best character arcs of the entire uh, of this season and the show. And seeing that uh, progression, that slow descent initially from, it, it's kind of like that rise and fall and rise again story. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of see where he was. And I think the show, you know, also has, you know, those good themes of toxic masculinity and, you know, you know, using the karate stuff of, you know, because being the bully teenager, you know, being the bully nerd, you know, yeah, you want to, you know, enact revenge, right? You know, you want to get mm-hmm. the person back for what you're doing. And them talking about the styles of both, you know, Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai. And, you know, I think, you know, bringing up Star Wars, it does the whole Sith versus the Jedi thing almost better mm-hmm. than what the Star Wars movies have done it with the sequels <laughs> or with the sequel trilogy because of getting into, like, you know what? You know, people like these younger characters realizing, like, this stuff is kind of stupid, really. I mean, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, this this kind of binary uh, nature of how these, how both Johnny and Daniel are teaching them, it's kind of bullshit. And the real uh, solution comes somewhere in the middle with uh, them mixing both styles. 
Yeah, which I thought was really good. You know what I mean? They kind of come up, they, you know, do the whole gray Jedi thing here of, you know, kind of combining both the styles and realizing, yeah, because both of these guys, they're, these are older guys stuck in their ways, you know, and mm-hmm. they don't know how to really process anything else other than just their way because that's the way they've been doing it for years and years and years. And I think what's interesting to see, like, hey, sometimes old dogs can learn new tricks, like with the Crease character of seeing him kind of go through a little bit more of a progression here and see, like, hmm. yeah, I mean, I keep repeating the cycle over and over again. And, you know, and, and, and to learn more about Crease and that he actually genuinely does care about Johnny. Like, he actually does mm. really love Johnny and really did see him as probably like a son, you know, and, uh, you know, as a, you know, kind of one of his sons or something like that. So that was kind of, and, I thought, really good. And even, and even little moments with a lot of the younger characters now, like, he had uh, that connection with Tori in the previous season where, yeah, her landlord was kind of like being really pervy with her, which, gross, right. and Priest did his thing and solved that and kind of becoming a, a new mentor figure to Robbie this season. Mm, yeah um so you know you know he's got it's just that he's got his own way of doing things and his own Mm -hmm. view of you know the way he sees the world due to his upbringing due to the way you know he grew up you know um and he's just been stuck in that same cycle over and over again and he's he hasn't been able to break out of it or see the error of that ways and i think you know having these younger characters come in here and you know show these older people it's like hey this is a little bit the error of your ways here a little bit um while also the older characters still being there to lead and to be wise and to also mentor when they need to um and then coming to like to see when we talk about progression of a lot of characters uh dimitri to see where he was from season two to where now like that's also a really cool story um because (laughs) hey hey the man got himself in karate he uh built up his confidence he got laid (laughs) yeah you know he's with the the popular girl you know uh that was the bitchy mean girl from the first season um you know she got humbled and and, you know what i mean you know what i mean in the first season so even she kind of went through her own little progression a little bit Mm -hmm. uh i will say the one person that stayed the same throughout the entire show is the first bully the guy who was like the the original first bully of the show yeah he he was a douchebag and he was always gonna be a douchebag no matter how many times he gets his ass kicked throughout the series Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like he's learned nothing. He's got his ass whooped multiple <laughs> times in the show by different people, and he still hasn't learned anything. Like, <laughs> other, like we talked about other people in the show, they get beat up, they lose bad, and they go like, oh, damn. Uh, okay, maybe I got to hey, rethink it, things, but hey, not that, him. That, that just shows that some people can't be humbled. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's uh, once, a, I guess, uh, you know, sometimes once an asshole, always an asshole, I guess. It's just, he can't be humble. What's his name? His name was, uh, I forgot. Oh, uh, Kyler, who's, uh, yeah, it's a character named uh, Kyler. He's played by, uh, uh, Joe Seo. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's just, he stayed the same throughout the whole show. It's just like, yeah, still, still an asshole. Um, and there's a, a new character that gets introduced. Well, there's actually a couple new characters that get introduced this season. But one main one that gets introduced this uh, this season is a character called Kenny, who's this um, smaller kid. He's a, first getting into high school. He's, um, you know, he's kind of part of a military family. Army brat. Dad mm-hmm. moves around a lot uh, because of the military. So he comes in his first day of high school. And, you know, he meets. Um, and then, the, you know, school bus tries to pick him up. And he said, you know, the kids catch him dancing, you know what I mean? Which is like, oh, Jesus. Um, you know, he's and he's really getting uh, into yeah, it. Yeah, that 
yeah, yeah, he's getting into it, and the entire time I was like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, and it's a while before he finally turns around and goes, like, oh, <laughs> shit. And every kid, of course, you know what I mean, is just absolutely just roasting the kid for, for dancing and everything like that. And he was really, like, he was doing the Michael Jackson grabbing his crotch and pointing in the <laughs> air, and he was really getting into it, too. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, you know what I mean, standing on his tippy toes. And it was hey, like, kids oh. got ri- hey, kids got rhythm. Good for him. Yeah, Um. so that leads to him being bullied uh, by no other than, yeah. you know, Anthony LaRusso. By- yeah, no other than Daniel's shithead son. Yeah. Who, I, I know this is the show of trying to find redemption in in flawed people, but I couldn't wait for that little fucker to get his ass whooped. I hated that kid. Yeah, um, you know, and to see kind of like, he's one of those characters that, yeah, I, I really kind of hated uh, up until a little bit at the, the end a little bit. But, you know, he's, you know, one of those kind of annoying kids, always on their screens, always on the phone, just, you know, completely, completely lives in the, the kind of the screens and everything like that. Um, and it's funny when um, one of uh, Daniel's cousins, his, uh, what was his, his, his <laughs> sister or it was his uh, girlfriend? Oh, uh, it's uh, like, it's one of his cousins. It's one of his cousins. Uh- and, um, you know, she kind of comes over and they think like, okay, well, what does she know about therapy and everything? And, they, and she breaks it all down. It's like, well, maybe Anthony has a codependent relationship with screens because you're always busy and you're doing this. And maybe it's really your fault <laughs> that the way it he is. is. Like, <laughs> and one of the funniest moments of the season is uh, um, they she does like this little uh, test with writing on their like notepad and his wife just grabs it and it's like this is the test yeah <laughs> and you failed <laughs> yeah um mm, I, th- I, th- I thought yeah i thought that was pretty funny even though that's a kind of a old kind of thing they have sometimes in the shows with you have a therapist character and you the therapist character is writing down something and the person's always well what are you writing mm-hmm. let me see you know what i mean they're always trying to you know figure out what the person's writing on there that's a you know kind of an old thing that, that sometimes uh sometimes mm-hmm. they do and stuff but i thought it still worked here um and thought it was pretty good um, and speaking of kind of uh, you know the the two parents, Daniel Larusso, I want to talk about uh, Amanda um, is her name, right? The wife. Yes, Amanda. Uh, yeah, Amanda Larusso is played by uh, uh, Courtney uh, Hang Hangler. Yeah, I think um, is how you pronounce her name. Um, who I've always really liked her character. I thought she was mm-hmm. always really good. Always good voice of reason in the show. Yeah, um, she she was. Yeah, she's kind of like. Uh, our audience surrogate because she's the one person on the outside looking in at this insane like karate gang rivalry that's going on in her town yeah and how it's like completely turned her life upside down how like last season the big rumble was in her house yeah you know what i mean and here you see kind of like, you know, she's trying to do her best to, you know, keep it all together, protect her daughter, especially after what happened, especially from Tori, you know, who, you know, was the one, you know. Yeah, who's, yeah, who's like turned into a little psychopath almost. And this season, I think she kind of gets more character development because season three, she was just straight up psycho. Yeah. So like you said, that's what the show does. I mean, it takes characters, they go through their psycho revenge phase and then more as, you know, another season happens, then they're like, okay, well, let's see, you know, they, you know, you kind of understand their point of view more. And she's living a, you know, she is living a rough life. She's trying to do her best, taking care of her family. Her mom is sick. You know, she's the breadwinner, you know, and Mm -hmm. she has to juggle that and go to school and do the karate stuff you know what i mean like she's you know 
she needs some outlet. You get why she wants to do the karate because because like okay, yeah, she and, wants to punch and, something, you know. Yeah, and in credit to Peyton List, she gets a lot of she manages to to incite a lot of empathy out of Tori, a character that I wasn't a big fan of when she debuted in season two, but she's giving a fantastic performance. And when she has that uh, <clears throat> that little exchange with uh, with Robbie Tanner Buchanan's character about why she is like so gung ho about karate, it it comes to that like thing as a teenager. It's like, yeah, knowing that I was the best at something is it, huge. Yeah, you know. And, you know, from her perspective, you look, you know, when she's looking at another character like Samantha Russo, who's the daughter, it's like, well, she's lived this privileged yeah, the, life. You know? The rich, the yeah. rich girl who's kind of got like everything handed to her. And yeah, there will be some resentment there. Yeah. You know, so it, it makes sense, you know, why there's a little bit of a rift there, you know, between the two and, and just getting off on the wrong foot. But to see the relationship that kind of sort of develops a little bit with Amanda LaRusso. Um, hey, what's going on there, Dusk? How are you, man? Uh, glad you could come in. I got caught up in traffic. Ah, uh, no problem. No, um, no, we we're just, just talking about uh, Cobra Kai season four here. Um, awesome. Yeah, we'll let you jump in here in a minute. Um, so yeah, you know, with the, you know, to see the relationship that develops with Amanda and Tori is really good, and to see kind of kind of that relationship, uh, I thought was mm-hmm. cool in the season. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, I think yeah, with a lot of these different characters, it's it's they're they're all you know very good to watch and see the progression of them Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what makes it different from even though there's a lot of soap opera teen drama going on you know what i mean with hookups and relationships and people going back and forth yeah make no mistake this is very much if if it wasn't coming on youtube red or uh or netflix it probably would have ended up on the cw because it does kind of have that feel of a show but you know with actual solid writing for what it is yeah and i think the difference is you know between this and i think a cw show because i watch the cw shows um you know what i mean and and i think the difference is very guilty pleasure yeah you know and i think the difference is you really do enjoy the characters and you like seeing them progress through all the kind of different seasons uh does what did you think about cobra kai season four what did you kind of think about the season uh I enjoyed the the difference in dynamics that kept these things kind of going through this season. It was also nice seeing um, Johnny uh, having just kind of a different students to work with, so it was nice seeing. Hmm. You're right, a lot of the drama for high school is very much the same. And there are some beats that they have done again, especially with uh, Johnny. Is He doesn't seem to be learning the lessons that you thought he would have learned by now. And that kind of caught me a little off guard. Like, so you just haven't learned anything for the last two seasons? But okay, whatever. Well, he, he, he is also an emotionally and he's also an emotionally stunted man child. So I don't <laughs> think he has the maturity to kind of learn. True, I understand that, and that's why I'm not uh, holding it too against him because I understand where he's coming from in that in that regard, or at least I understand where he's coming from, seeing his character as he as he's been. Uh. Oh, I do like the dynamic between Kreese and Silvio. They're very interesting villains, at least from the dyma- dynamic of them kind of working off of each other. And the, this is kind of weird, uh, like Captain and, and uh, Private kind of going back, uh, kind of in relationship. And it's it's interesting. And that's probably one of the more a- interesting aspects is just them, how they handle Cobra Kai and how they handle it so differently. Yeah. 
Um, and when they do the, uh, I'll say another negative is when they do the flashback sequences to Vietnam, I mean, that's, mm. it's somebody's backyard. I mean, it looks like oh, yeah. somebody just, somebody's backyard. It don't really look like, you know, really, I mean, good job. But I mean, hey, it's, <laughs> they do what they can, you know what I mean? I don't know how big the budget is on this show, but I mean, you know, it's, it's whatever. I mean, that's a small complaint, you know, what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. When they do the flashback sequences to show Crease and Silver back in the in the Vietnam War, there. Um, but, well, well, with a show like this, you could have to imagine all most, if not all, of the production budget is probably going to the stunt coordinator and the the stunt team and the fight coordinators because yeah. this is some of the best the fighting has ever looked in this show. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, when they do the karate tournament, this is probably the best karate tournament. That it, you'll ever see in any of the Karate Kid, anything. The movies, the this, this it, season of the show, anything. Yeah, it feels epic. And the writers for this season, they actually did some research and learned how Karate Kid tournaments actually work. A lot of them are based on skills competitions like kata, like weapons demonstrations and stuff like that. And all of that looked really good. Yeah. And especially in the final two episodes, much like it did with the first season, I genuinely did not know who win which is one of the great things about this series yeah uh because the big thing that's on the line uh this season with the tournament is that whoever loses um they have to end you know their dojo so yeah it's it's a loser leaves town situation with the dojo yeah hey how's it going there sean how you doing there man uh good to see you in the chat hope you're doing well um hey we're just talking about cobra kai there um yeah it's a loser leaves town situation and that's also another thing about the show um you also see like as things we talk about progression in the show um you also see like the people in the town be more aware of who these people are and be like like these are like some dangerous outlaws or something like that (laughs) because there's such it's it is a gang at this point yeah you know what i mean because there's certain situations <laughs> it's they, they might as well just do like the sharks and the jets from west side story ah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean because yeah there's 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 totally certain situations like they're talking in a shop and then the shop owner's like uh hey man you just can't be Look, sitting man, around you gotta buy something <laughs> yeah and he just turns around and like what you say and he's like, oh, man, well, hey, man, uh, yeah, take your time, man, you know, hey, man, you know, you, you want something while you wait, I'll give you a magazine, man, you know, it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, like, like, these people that afraid of people doing mall strip karate, like, Jesus Christ, a whole town crippled in fear <laughs> by mall strip karate. Um, by strip mall karate. <laughs> uh, what did you, okay, what, what kind of you thinking of the fighting in this uh, season, Dusk? I, I agree, there was a lot of open uh wide choreography similarly allowing a lot of uh just the audience just to see the moves a lot of the previous seasons they were limited by their budget so a lot of it were quick cuts some moments where some of the characters could show their moments uh where they would land a kick or move or hit or turn Mm -hmm. but they were very careful with their choreography in this this is clearly where most of the budget went for this season they did their research their they upped their game a bit more and they went, all right, we, we can't really top ourselves as much as we kind of did with season three's finale, Christmas finale. So this season, we're just going to go for broke for the tournament. Mm-hmm. And they did a very good job of that being a uh, overall uh, nice balance of choreography, character little moments, little shout-outs to previous uh, 
just yeah, Karate Kid canon, I guess this is referred to as now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I, th- I think it helps that uh, a majority of the actors actually train martial arts. Like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jacob Bertrand actually uh, trains in karate. So does uh, Tanner Buchanan. Uh, yeah. Joel Duena, he's done a bunch of stunt work, especially now that DC confirmed that he is going to be Blue Beetle. Yeah, mm. great casting, by the way. Yeah, the actor who plays Miguel is going to be Blue Beetle. I think that's fantastic casting. That makes a lot of, that, that works a lot. Especially for the new interpretation of Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of the choreography looks a lot better here than I think it's done in previous seasons. I think when they do the tournament, yeah, a lot of the choreography looks a lot better. Um, some yeah, of the time- and it's and it's looked better with each progressing seasons, I think in large part because you have the cast just training more and more in preparation mm-hmm. for each scene. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. Um, some of the stuff, like when you do some of the karate with the older actor, like like the scene where Daniel Russo takes on like the four guys, you know what I mean? It's like okay, oh yeah, you know you gotta. It looked fine. It looked it looked okay, but it, it was still it, like it looked fine. It looked believable for a guy in his sixties being able to beat up a bunch of drunk hockey players. Yeah, you know it, it was kind of decent, but it was kind of like okay, this is kind of really slow, and he's gonna go like okay, take the one guy, hold him real quick, you know what I mean? It's like okay, but I think yeah, I mean there's some little stuff like that. But uh, I still think they look really good. Um, yeah, um, I thought this was a, a really strong season. Um, you know, some of the, kind of the newer additions with the cast, um, mm-hmm. like the Kenny character. Um, yeah, he has one of the most heartbreaking turns in this show. Yeah. And by the end of the series, he becomes scary. Yeah, and you, again, that's However, what the show does. It, it's, it is cathartic on one level, that his, one of his last scenes, but it's also a little scary. Yeah, I mean, because that's what this show does. It, it's like you understand the reasoning behind why someone goes to Cobra Kai and that instant feeling. Because, you know, like we mentioned before, of the inst- you know, the, the nature of the toxic masculinity and the wanting to feel powerful, wanting to feel strong again after you've been so kind of weakened and, and felt so weak. Um, and especially that kid. I mean, he was walking around. His his eyes was all bugged out, shaking. I mean, even when, there's, <laughs> he, even when he's trying to practice and train it's like, dude, I'm not going to hit you. Relax. <laughs> he's trying to, he can't even stand in the circle. It's like, kid, I am swear, I'm not going to hit you. And he's just running back. It's like, Jesus. Which, yeah, a- anybody who's done any kind of training and striking, that'll that'll bring some flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and also, you know, another thing you got to kind of stretch, uh, you know, kind of believability with is the fact, because, like, when he first comes in to train, they're like, well, we can't do it because the tournament, I think they say the tournament's in, like, three months or two months or something yeah it, they said like six months okay six months and then i guess over the course of like the two episodes three episodes all of a sudden he's doing combos he's doing strings i'm like okay i i, I guess you know given you know the, <laughs> hey, this, this, is, time. this is movie world yeah this is know. karate kid world. He, he also apparently has th- uh, no meeting up with his parents whatsoever not even his own mother shows up he doesn't get any form of guidance and he just he can he can just go and waste his time after school every single day, learning to get combo, learning hey, to create combos. Hey, it's, <laughs> hey, it's twenty twenty. Kids don't talk to their parents. Yeah, yeah not forbid. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and another uh, new character that gets introduced because you know when they introduce the skills competition, they also introduce like a women's division with it as well. Um, so now like each you know team has to have a, you know at least one woman on their team. Uh, Johnny, mm-hmm. you know he's trying to get a woman and recruits a, a, a woman who's like a girl mm-hmm. who's a debater. Um, and also it was funny when Johnny was trying to recruit women and going to actual the high school <laughs> field that, and running that. 
that made me so uncomfortable. And I think the joke was that, hey, shouldn't we be calling the cops right now? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like it's also, again, stretching believability that this grown man who doesn't even have a kid who goes to that school can just appear on the field while they're practicing and training with these girls. And he's just like, okay, sure. But it made for a funny scene. You know, that was kind of funny. But, you know, the, the kind of this new character that introduced, introduced, like this girl who's a debater um, and everything like that. And she kind of comes on and she knows all about this, you know, all about fighting, the history of these action movies. All, all about, eight. all about action movies and that character was kind of awesome yeah i, th- I thought she was really cool I-, I liked her coming on there uh does what you feel about the new characters um in this season i think they do a service serviceable job i'm actually a little surprised in some of the directions that they went with not in a bad way um some of them were predictable other ways they, they weren't they-, they took interesting turns uh kevin was an interesting direction i I like the parallels they played with the original movies and how that can go horribly wrong. Miguel is the positive way in which that can go, and he is the negative. Hmm. I also like that the LaRusso kid finally has something to do after four seasons. Yeah. And it only took a growth spurt and a... I like the little line what Johnny gave him where he said, uh, Who are you? He's like, I'm the kid. You're the LaRusso kid? And he goes, Yeah. It's called a growth spurt. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, between like season two and three, that the actor actually went through spurt, lost some weight. I was shocked. Wait, is is that the same kid? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what happens. Yeah, that puberty hits you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I thought that. Um. Building. I thought this was a good season. Um. I thought like. Uh, you know, announcing like, okay, Terry Silver is going to be here, which I, we, you know, teased at the last season. I'm like, well, it seems like, yeah, this is where the natural conclusion is going to be Johnny and Danny teaming up and finally working things out. And then they're going to beat the big bad villains. But it's like, no, they actually developed some more stuff here, some more good content that we could see develop, you know, turn into maybe one, two more seasons. I think they said they're planning, they're definitely doing a season five that's already in production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, probably it's already been six. that they're in season five. Yeah, and they're already going to go to season six. They said possibly. Um, so yeah, and let's, I could see- let's give them, let's bring them all. Get next Karate Kid. Bring her in too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the only movie yeah, they yeah, had a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah Hillary Swanks hasn't been up to much lately. Uh, but just keep Jaden Smith the fuck away from this. Yeah, Aww. yeah, it's different continuity. Yeah, different continuity. <laughs> that was a reboot remake, so you can't. Yeah, so you can't really reference that one too much. But uh, yeah, Hillary Swank, come back. You ain't doing nothing. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you doing movies where you you know framing black people for murder and shit like that. Can you might as well just come and do Karate Kid? You oh, know what I mean? uh, Wait, when was that? That was that movie she did with Michael Ely. Uh, uh, fa- oh. Uh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, she was doing okay, that. That movie is awesome. Yeah, I lo- yeah, I laughed at that. <laughs> that movie was pretty good. I liked it. That, that movie was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, so you might as well just come and you know what I mean. Do this karate kid real quick. Make a quick little cameo. Come in. You know what I mean. Um, you know, train. You know, with some of the you know other characters here. That'd be pretty awesome to see. Um, I've never actually seen. Like I said, I've never seen the next Karate Kid. But uh, have Dusk, have you ever seen the next Karate Kid? I have actually. You know what? So what could they bring in from the next Karate Kid with the Hillary Swank character? You think? Well, she also got to know Mr. Miyagi, 
She got to see his different, a slightly different side with him. She also know, got to know the monks at the temple that he uh, worked with, Japanese monks. Mm. She also got to know long, ancient longbow that he demonstrated. I mean, at one point he gets a, a bow uh, shot at, an arrow shot at him, and he catches it with one hand. Uh, she, she also learned a lot about balance and letting things go and other things. So there's a couple of things they could bring in from Miyagi-Do and other sides that he didn't necessarily show Daniel's. She would, and da Daniel got a lot of the, like, all right, defense don't be a jerk, do this and this. Hillary got a lot of a good life event, a life uh, advice and more of a balance and letting things go and just kind of going with flow and other other aspects of Miyagi-Do that Daniel probably wasn't privy to. Yeah, because the mm -hmm. whole thing with her character was like her parents died in a car crash, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's how they, they kind of were, uh, he understood the loss and they kind of got together on that at angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that'd be kind of nice yeah, to see kind of her come back. Maybe you know, uh, bring that back. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so is there anything else? Uh, is there any negatives for you guys that you guys didn't like about the season? Uh, the only real big negative, you, we gotta do something with uh, Sam Larusso besides her being kind of really bitchy throughout this entire season. Mm. Like, like Tori's trying to get Tori's trying to get her life together, and understandably, she's a little suspicious of it. But by a certain point, like by like the like eighth yeah. seventh episode, it was getting annoying. Mm. It, At first, it's understandable. She legit yeah, tried, she to, she legit tried, to, tried kill to kill you. you. Yeah, she tried to kill you twice. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> I understand. But when uh, at a certain point Sam's mother comes into it and tries to help out, there's a point when there's a certain uh, party going on where I was just like, Sam, let it go. Just stand back, let whatever happened happens, and just let it go. Because there's no need to fight anymore. Right. There, wait until the tournament and just let it go. There's no reason to antagonize. She's not doing anything to antagonize you anymore. And even her mother has to step in again for Tori where she's like hey try to try to not be awful to my daughter and then I like her reaction where she like Sam like gets aggressive goes first and she's just like oh crap mm -hmm. like yeah no Sam's not taking it anymore and she mm -hmm. it has kind of transformed throughout a lot of the series is no longer being passive yeah so mm -hmm. I'm curious to see her kind of rein that back in mm. yeah um... she does need a lesson on humbleness yeah, with the Sam and, and with the Robbie character, seeing them kind of take the lessons of Miyagi-Do and of Cobra Kai, because, you know, in this season, like we talked about, you know, Daniel is training, you know, his students as, as well as the Johnny's students. Um, and, um, you know, Johnny's doing the same thing with the Miyagi-Do students. He's teaching them the style of Cobra mm -hmm. Kai. And to see both Robbie and Sam kind of both combined and meld those styles together... And to try to, you know, really create their own type of style, you know, like I say, gray Jedi, you know, type of, of, of thing there, like yeah. Ahsoka Tan yeah, or something both, like that. Yeah, to an extent, her, uh, her, Robbie, and Hawk, they all kind of, this is like the season where they're taking lessons from all, everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll defend mm -hmm. Samantha a little bit because, I mm -hmm. mean, there's a situation where this, all this is because that Daniel can't let go of a 50-year high school beef. So absolutely, I, I understand. So yeah, no, 
Huh, absolutely. This series would not have started at all as if she, he just let Johnny make his karate. If he had just not done anything, none of this would have happened. Yep. Not a, so it's all ego. It's yeah. all ego. So I, I, I see your point. Uh Morris Dog in the chat asks, Who are your guys' favorite characters? Um I'll let you guys go first, I'll get mine. Shit. Um I think the best character in the show is easily but my favorite, at least for this season, was Hawk, who's played by uh, Jacob Bertrand. Mm. Mm. Okay. You said, wait a minute, you, you cut out. You said, who's your favorite character? You said you cut out. Yeah, my favorite character this season was Hawk. Hawk, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, no, before Hawk, before you said Hawk, who... Oh, Miguel, I think, is uh, okay. the best written character on the show. Best written character. Dusk, what about you? Uh, my, fa- my personal favorite is Hawk, and he's been my favorite, and it's been interesting seeing him develop and redeem and grow and change and it's nice to see kind of his transformation in this season as well mm. i like it a lot um he's probably my personal favorite but you are right uh probably the best written or at least the most character given is miguel and the actor who does miguel he does a very good job he does a good job for what he's given and he he does it he does it more than just the other characters he kind of right rises a wit with it and tries to do something with it and then i have to remind myself wait this is a karate kid <laughs> series <laughs> what am i what is this but he's trying and i i applaud him for taking that material and trying to do something with there's a moment where he's talking to johnny and johnny's drunk and they have this moment and then he says something and I, my heart just broke yeah. for miguel yeah that was, that, that was a heartbreaking moment yeah that was yeah that was and, and he's just he just he starts tearing up and i'm just like Ah, uh, it's it's gonna be all right. Yeah, it's that, okay. That was a hard one. Yeah, um, and the relationship uh, kind of gets kind of strained uh, in this season between Miguel and Johnny. Um, you it know, and, and to the point, you know, because you know he's getting a little jealous of Danny teaching Miguel, and you know, f- you know, feeling no strain on that relationship, and so much so it's even affected you know his bedroom performance. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> no, no, jeez, that was what the fuck. Yeah, don't don't get it twisted though. Danny is the real villain here, and he's always <laughs> against Johnny from the very beginning. Yeah. Don't think that him training Miguel wasn't trying wasn't a power move. You think so? I think he was just. I mean, that's what they were doing. I mean, they were. I, I, you know. Every I have to question every decision Danny makes because Danny and Johnny are complete opposites. Uh, someone I read this great comment in uh, one of the YouTube, uh, in a YouTube comment for one of these videos that for just on the Karate Kid. And someone he put it, they put it the best. Uh, Johnny teaches is like teaches karate. He has the right intent for the right reasons, mm. but he teaches it the wrong way. And Daniel teaches karate the right way, but for the wrong reasons. Hmm. He's doing it for is it? Danny teaches it for ego. Johnny taught it to defend people self, but Johnny teaches karate incorrectly. Danny. And Miyagi-Do is a correct, defensive, actually react against fighting. Don't just go looking for fights. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's an interesting dynamic that's going to get introduced in uh, in the next season with uh, the return of possibly one of the greatest characters of the Karate Kid franchise. Oh, yeah, from the second which, movie. Uh, yeah, with the return of, uh, spoiler alert, with the return of Chosen. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> who I did not expect him to come back at all. And when he popped up on screen, I straight up just yeah. 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 yeah was pretty. Yeah. This show has a. The show has just a talent for just making you go yes, <laughs> yes. We're yeah. gonna do this. It's stupid, but we're gonna do this. Yeah. It makes you care about characters that you didn't think you would care about ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like from Karate Kid 2. Because like, like Nick said, it's like this is really a series that's only had one good movie, really, or one great one, and that's the first one. One and a two half. good movies. Well, two good one ones. Yeah. Well, one and a half, maybe two. Yeah. And so it really makes you care about all these other different characters. Like, oh, they brought Terry Silver back. Oh, shit, they brought Chosen back. Like, you know what I mean? All they brought that insane... They brought that insane cokehead back. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but uh, to answer his question, I forgot. Uh, my favorite characters, I, I like Robbie. Um, and mm-hmm. I'd say it's a tie after Robbie between, like, Tori and uh, Miguel, I would say. Um, I like their arcs throughout the show. Um, it's pretty nice. And, like, to uh, Dust's point about bringing up that YouTube comment about the, the different ways that they teach their karate, Daniel and Johnny. Um, it's about, you know, like I said, when, when with the Hawk character is a perfect example of that of you know bully nerd who tried to learn this to protect himself and how it kind of spiraled out of control and now he's kind of back more centered and it's it's the thing that you know what made him kind of feel that power was the confidence of being good at something in which the girl Mm -hmm. mentioned to him you know who's back being his girlfriend now the the hippie girl um i forgot a character's name what's her name moon moon yeah uh yeah moon so it was about that you know what made you good was you know you can like what you like you know you can be a nerd and that's fine you can be all in this nerdy stuff but it's being confident in yourself and believing in yourself that you can be good and i think that's what's most important not the fact you can just punch somebody in the face you know what i mean or you could just be a violent bully you know it's like the fact that you actually are a good person and you believe in yourself and you have confidence in yourself i thought that was left him yeah, she left him because he got drunk on power. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and you know, so now he's back being balanced and being centered, um, and where he was. So yeah, to see his progression, his character was has been really one of the great things uh, with his series. Um, yeah, I thought this was a strong season. I'm interested to see, see where it goes. Um, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, I give this season a very high tune in uh, for me. Um, yeah, it, this, yeah, yeah, this season very much as well. And I'll go set for fan-fucking-tastic. This might be... I think this might be the best season of Cobra Kai. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's kind of weird that it's gotten progressively better with each following season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dusk, what about you, man? This is a solid tune-in. It's not the best series. It's not the most well-written. It's not the most... as like the the greatest ever but if you're looking for a good time and you're just looking to for a great pick-me-up series that just will carry you and give you lots of good energy and you just need a goddamn pick-me-up tune into this this is a fun time <laughs> it is a fun time. yeah yeah i'm, I'm kind of right there with you i, I wouldn't say this a gr- this is a great show i wouldn't say it's the best written the best acted but i will say it's a goddamn blast it's a fun show it's fun yeah fun mm-hmm. watching. i have fun talking about it every 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 yeah. time i talk about it, i have a lot of fun talking about it it's fun to binge the show like they're only good 30 minute it's, episodes the show the show is insanely bingeable yeah I, which uh yeah we talked about doing this last week and it's like okay may, i i might need a a week to get through it all 
no, it was like one day, next episode, next episode. Yeah. I I thought we were going to talk about this last week when it came out, so I waited till 3 a.m. and watched all of it into the morning. Wow. Because <laughs> I thought we were going to have a show on that day. Mm. And then I've said, oh, I guess we're not. Okay. Well, I've seen it all, so we'll, I'll be able to talk about it. Yeah. We do. Yeah, some good dedication, does good, good dedication there. Um, I'm gonna have to give you a raise, you know, like I have gave Nick a raise, Nicholas. There, thank you, master. Yeah, bump you up from zero to zero point zero zero. Got to bump you up there. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all right, uh, people. That was our review for Cobra Kai um, season four. Gonna be uh, moving on. Um, Cobra this- Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. <laughs> So, and, and, so if you guys had the choice, would you do Miyagi Do or would you do Cobra Kai? Uh, I I think this entire season, the whole point is that the answer is somewhere in the middle. Both, yeah. if I can. Both. Yeah. One from both. Oh, yeah. But just maybe Cobra Kai in the morning, Miyagi Do in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe you know what I mean. Maybe have somebody else teach you. Maybe have one of maybe the younger characters like Sam or Robbie teach you. Yeah. You know what I mean. Teach you both <laughs> the styles. You know, not really Johnny or Daniel. Maybe. Uh, yeah, they're not the best <laughs> teachers. Yeah. 